never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change That time for the Big C, Bigger T podcast, and I'm your boy, Bigger T, coming at you in real audio, real video, in real podcast form, and not real time, probably, but anyway, how you doing out there, world? I hope you're having a great week. It is January 17th, according to my computer, and I am here with my man, Big C, Clint. Clark, you know what? How you doing, buddy? I'm great, and everything you just said checks out. It does. Does. Hey, and by the way, I, I know there's been a lot of conversations had on our Marco Polo uh, group that we have amongst myself, you, the Wesley. I don't. I don't get it. We're, I, I got to address it on the podcast, so we're listening here. Wesley, he's almost a character on this show. Almost, yeah, yeah. Almost a character on the show. He, yeah. He's a friend of the friend friend of the show. Him and Robert both. Yeah, him and Robert both friends of the show. Robert hometown Home goes over your shoulder there. Hometown roofing. Hometown yeah. roofing. We yeah, believe hometown. in it. Great guys. They're great. Great. Did my roof. Fantastic job. Give them a call. But I don't think. I mean, I've we've known Wesley since how old? Seventh and seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. He moved to Greenbury. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, when he moved in seventh grade, he had a really bad mustache. Yeah, but it was, I mean, at least he could get something going up there. I know for a seventh grader, phenomenal mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a 46-year-old man looking back, shave that thing off. But but you get my point. Yeah. I think he, Marco followed us yesterday. The first time in 30, over 30 years, I think I've ever seen the man without facial hair. Yeah. And it just, it's weird. It is. It yeah. is. Once you said something, it was disturbing. Yeah, I said something. I'm like, I'm like, are we not good? It's like one of them deals. Like, I can't not address this. I, it I sort of reminded me of when I was a little kid, and my dad always had a beard. Yeah. And then he shaved it one time, and I was about six years old or something, right? Or five years old, something like that. And he came out of the bathroom after shaving it off. And I almost ran out of the house because I thought there's a stranger in my house. Anyway, that was. Well, I, felt, I felt the same way the first time I saw my granddad without. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you even worse. I'll tell you one worse. Okay, go ahead. Remember Carl Roebuck? I remember Carl Roebuck. Okay. Our church used to have these nights where we'd rent one of the Conway gyms and go play basketball, right? Right. So we would go down there and one night and I was in high school. I just started driving or whatever. And so, you know, we had rented like a, like a Friday night or something. We'd rented the gym and all the men of the church would come down there and we'd go play basketball. 
And so I showed up and I'm out there and I, you know, I'm just walking in the gym, you know, everybody's saying hi to me, you know, you know how it is when you just walk in and everything. And, uh, all of a sudden somebody grabs me and bear hugs me. And I'm I turn around and I didn't recognize the person. It was Carl Roebuck without his toupee. <laughs> I didn't know he wore a toupee. <laughs> it scared me to death. I was a high school kid and I was scared to death. I was like, who is this strange bald man attacking me? I, I didn't know he wore a toupee. I was ignorant, I guess. I was non-judgmental of his hair, but apparently he had a good one that because I didn't notice. You know, Tom Clark never had facial hair, really. He had a mustache for like a he had He tried a beard, but it's more like just, I grew it. I don't like it. So literally, probably the entire, my entire time I known him, maybe a month out of that, you know. Yeah. 26 years have I seen the man with facial hair. But yeah. now he did have them sweet mud and chops back in the day. Mud and chops, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, man. He, he, now, Tom Clark, he had him some pork chops. He had him some, he had him some chops, man. Yeah. Well, man, it's uh, we got some sports stuff to talk about, but man, what a great podcast last week, folks! If you haven't watched it, oh, great, go back and watch it. Number ninety-five, uh, Kamani Johnson. Uh, we had a great time talking to him. Um, especially right now, where you're kind of feeling down about the basketball team, maybe. Uh, if you want to feel up about them. If you want to feel good about them, go watch that podcast. You're going to feel good about them a little bit, okay? Um, but anyway, uh, first thing we need to do besides talk about that is holy shnikes moment for the week. And, Clint, I think that's going to come from the playoffs last night. Oh, yeah. You know what? And what was funny is um, – you told me right before the pub, right before we started the podcast, what the holy Nike moment was going to be, and I completely brain farted on it. As well, I was sitting there going, like, "What is it? Please don't pitch it to me to introduce. Please don't pitch it to me." I'll introduce it for you. There you go. Because here's the deal. Wow. Well, yeah. Now, I've been getting. I'm, here's the deal, Clint. Um, I've been getting phone calls from the Dallas Fort Worth area. As you should. And and it's a guy, uh, and I think it's Jerry Jones. And he's needing he's needing a kicker. He's needing someone who stood there and and kicked an extra point who could punch an extra point through. Now I gotta tell him I didn't kick extra points when they were thirty five yards. No, you didn't. No. So I don't I don't know. And then it's been a long time. I I I, I just I just pulled a hammy telling you that. So, but yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are in need of a kicker, Clint. Did he miss, what, five in a row? Four in a row? Five in a row? Five in a, five in a row. I really think after two, you should you, you should just go for two. Put the guy out of his misery. Now, first off, and this is totally unrelated. Now, do you like the extra points being moved back to the 15-yard line, yes or no? Um. Yeah, because there are a few more missed. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it, it makes it a little more interesting, I guess. So, yeah, I don't mind it. Well, in the third one, the guy missed was just bowling shoe ugly. Yeah. I don't understand these kickers, though, kicking them from the hashes, the extra points. I mean oh, – no, I say that like I've ever kicked a field goal in my life. Like I've never kicked – I don't even think I've like went out there and piddled around playing around and kicked a field goal. Well, and I was a straight-on kicker, so that's a, maybe a little different than the soccer-style guys. But I would just think if you're if you're doing something like kicking – I mean, it's just like – it's just like – Look, I don't know why he did it, but our buddy Oliver Miller, you know, he used to line up his free throws and he would line them. We need to ask him that sometime. Yeah. Why he would line up kind of at an angle, if you remember. Mm-hmm. You know, a free throw shooter, you know, you'd think would line up just straight on, you know, same way. But at least Oliver would do it the same way every time. Um, But some of these kickers, you know, they'll move around. They'll put, you know, I don't, I don't get it, but. Matt Marr, um, probably not going to be working next weekend. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're uh, they got some guys in there that can at least put it through for the extra point. And I bet they have an emergency situation. They're going to find out if there's anyone else on that roster that can punch one through. You know, like the Chiefs had that guy that uh, was it a D back or receiver or something that could kick uh, when when. Uh, when their kicker got hurt, you know, that he came in and kicked some for them. Like, just like Chad Ochocinco used to do, you know. So, anyway, but, man, holy shnikes. All those misses of extra points in one game. You know, he's what he needs. He needs to get with Cheech Marin. He needs to give him the 10-cup treatment. That's get, right. Get whatever. I, man, I'm brain farting on the actress's name. Renee something. I'm, I'm, uh, not. Um, I know you. I don't know what you're talking about though. But yeah, get, with, get get with him. Just you know, get him hammered. Tell him he kicks better when he's drunk. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Something. He needs Cheech to fix him. That's right. I, I mean, just because man, five. He missed five. He went zero for five. Yeah, I think I mean, so. Or was it zero for five or zero for four? It was was bad. I think you can see what McCarthy's like, okay, it's an extra point. All he's got to do is make one. He's off the snide. And they're they're up pretty good, you know, the entire If they wasn't winning, they would have done something else, I think. Yeah. He's just like, okay, let's see if he can get himself out of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of them deals is quicksand. You know, it's kind of like the movie, The Replacements. It's like, Sam, once you're in it, like it's hard to get out of it and now we got some sad news today. We did in Razorback Land. We'll take our hats off. Tusk Five. R.I.P. Buddy. R.I.P. Man, it's a- he served us well. He served us well. Uh, Tusk Six is now going to be called into action. Yeah, uh, he's going to be. Uh, He's gonna be eating grapes and and um, hanging out with famous people with pre games and and all that stuff. But Tux Five did pass away today. 
Uh, I think that, I think they kind of knew that was coming. They knew his days were kind of numbered. He was getting old, but they have they you know they've they've had his bloodline ready. Tusk six is ready to go. But Clint, I have I have someone to blame for Tusk six Tusk five's you demise. Tell you tell me who did that. I I'll tell you exactly who did it. Tell me who did that. And I'm I'm angry, and, and I'm no- and I'm tired of it. Oh my goodness. I'm getting tired of it, Clint. I want to blame none other than Kendall Browse. Oh no. He keeps flirting with all these other schools. Okay. One time a year is fine to get your salary up. I get it. Jimmy Don't Sexton. hate the player, hate the game. Jimmy Sexton. But the third one this year, now all of a sudden we're worried about him going to TCU. I'm tired of it. Go. Go to TCU, Kendall. See ya. Head out. Be a horn frog. I'm, I'm, I would rather you left when we could have kept Dow Loggins. But that's fine. Go. I'm tired of it. I think Tusk 5 was stressed out. Because he was tired. Is he going to go to South Carolina? No, he's not going to South Carolina. Or is he going to go to Mississippi State? No, he's not going to Mississippi State. Is he going to go to TCU? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go to TCU. He sure likes Texas. He likes to live in Texas. Oh, no, he was at Baylor. They don't want him at TCU. Well, maybe they do. Maybe that was a long time ago. I don't know. Maybe he sure he said if he go anywhere, he would go to Texas. Well, what's it going to be? Well, TCU was just in the national championship. What's it going to be? Where's it going to go? I don't know. I'm tired of it, Clint. We got NIL to worry about. We got transfer portal to worry about. We got changing defensive coordinators to worry about. If you just want to keep adding to the drama, buddy, then peace out. You're killing our mascots, Kendall. Killing them. I don't, I don't, I don't think so, Travis. I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I want to agree with you on this one, but I, I don't know. Uh, and okay, well, I, maybe, okay, maybe I can't blame him for the mascot dying, but yeah. I am getting tired of it. No, it, it's like, see, and I kind of feel the same way about Ole Miss and, and Lane Kiffin. Like, and, and Keith Carter kind of even said that. He's like, there's going to come a time where someone's going to offer him so much money, we just can't afford to keep him. Yeah. Just, it is what it is. And it, and it seemed like he had already went to the piggy bank, and it seemed like Lane was just – I think he's making good money. He's happy at Ole Miss. Like, you either want to be here or you don't. Yeah. You know, we gave you, gave you the salary. You want to – you know, I get it. You're from Texas. You want to coach in Texas. Who do you want to coach next year? Do you want to coach Chandler Morris or KJ Jefferson? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I, I just, you know, I, mean, I, got, I got tired of it when Nutt was doing it in under Sexton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at least with Nutt, there was two times he did it. He did it once with Nebraska, and he did it once with – uh, LSU before he finally left to go to Ole Miss. Yeah. 
And well, when he went to go to Ole Miss, that was pretty much it was a done deal, right? Yeah, you're you're it's like you're either can you can either resign and go to another school or we can fire you. What do you yeah, do? yeah. I mean that was a done yeah, deal. We know that's what it was. That was that was the same face not getting fired. Now, now let me ask you something. Now, now with with Bryles, okay, he got the money. He he's making one point three as an offensive coordinator in the SEC. I don't know if TCU is going to be able to pay him that much more than that. Yeah, maybe they can, maybe they can't. Let's, but I mean, when you're at that point, one point three versus one point three and a half, we're we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. Um, I mean, to, well, I say that it's a hundred thousand dollars or. Fifty thousand bucks, but but I get it. But here's the thing: Sonny Docks is that, what's Sonny Docks' age? I'm not he's, sure. He's got to be pushing sixties. Yeah, late 50s, 60s. Sam Pittman turns turning sixty, I believe. Yeah. Neither well, one of Sam Pittman says this is going to be his last job. This is going to be his last job, but but you got to see. You, Kendall Browse has got to be thinking because he hasn't really left for a smaller school. And you got to think at some point, one of those smaller schools, he probably had a shot at. Yeah. You think he may be waiting, not maybe so much for the money, but for like a head coach and waiting situation. Like maybe TCU might be able to like come here and maybe in a year we can make you head coach waiting to have another good year. I, I'm speculating. I have no insider information. I have an idea that just popped in my head. I don't want to run it past my good buddy. Travis. Yeah, it could be, you know, and I mean, it could be and possibly too. I mean, he did, you know, he spent a long time in Texas and all those things. But look, you know, look, one, one if you're always looking at, to see if the grass is greener somewhere else, man. I mean, you finally, I mean, you finally, you just, you're not staying connected where you're at. You got to be a hundred percent where you're at. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you, you gotta, you know, be, be where you're at, you know, be where your feet are and his feet right now are in Fayetteville. And if he's always looking over the shoulder and if it's Jimmy Sexton, just doing this, we'll shut Jimmy Sexton up. Tell him to be quiet and leave him leave him alone because it's not – there's a lot of fans that feel the same way I do. There's a lot of people on message boards that are saying, then go. We're tired of it. Go. If, yeah. you, if, you're, if you're wanting something different, then go, buddy. If you, if you think Mississippi State's better for you and you want to go that deep into interviewing with them, you think South Carolina's better for you, if you think it's better than Fayetteville, then get out of here. We'll get someone that thinks Fayetteville's better. Because you're not producing on the field that much that we got to say, oh, please stay, buddy. Please, please stay. I want him to stay, okay? I, I don't I don't think he – I'm not on him like a lot of people are. No. I'm, I'm, I'm softer on him than most people are as far as, as an offensive coordinator. I was harder on Odom than I was on him, okay? Yeah. But – this kind of stuff just irks me. Either you want to be a hard, it's grinding your gears. Either you want to be with us or you don't. Yeah, come on. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, you got you make a lot. You make you make up some very valid points that are hard to argue with. 
I, you, you got to wonder, is it him talking to them or is it people floating it? Yeah. But, but if, if, but Clint, but if people are quiet it, it. Yeah, you quiet it real quick. He can quiet it very quick if he wants to. Right. Now, I know his, his agent's probably telling him, don't you dare quiet it. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sorry, you don't have to listen to your agent. Your agent works for you, not you for them. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, they advise you, but you gotta, you gotta understand what's best for, for you and for your, for your situation. And three times in one year, three times, Clint, we're, we're January 17th. The portal just closed. Transfer students just signed in and started taking classes today. And, and we're worried about our offensive coordinator leaving. And with that, you're worried about the possibility of your quarterback going with him. Really? You care about Razorbacks and you want to put that on the program so you can get a raise? Come on. You know, I mean, either come out and say something or leave. One of the two. Either come out and say something or quit putting us through this crap and just and leave. I'm that's just that's just how I feel. Maybe I'm just getting a little butt hurt. Maybe my propel water didn't have enough kiwi in it to make me happy. I don't know. But something happened. But I'm you're very I'm spicy. I'm spicy. I'm spicy. All these flavors, and you choose to be so so salty. <laughs> that's right. Well, let's so talk about something else. Let's talk about yeah, um, I know, man. You brought it down, man. Hey, let's, well, and while no. we're at it, let's talk about Razorback basketball team with the worst start since someone named Mike Anderson was coaching. You know, we, we originally – you want to give them the excuse. You want to give them the excuse like, okay, you lost – you lost the number one overall recruit. Mm-hmm. In the country, Nick Smith. He's he's been out. You lost a potential first round draft pick in in Brazil. Yeah. Would you say this team without them two guys is more talented than any team Mike Anderson had? Oh yeah. You've got two five stars. You've actually got three if you count Jalen Graham. And, yeah. and Jalen Graham's hardly playing. Yeah. I mean. I, you know, everybody's like, oh, he needs to play Pinion more. He needs to play Pinion more. The product he's putting out there isn't working. And you're, and you should have had this figured out more by now. Last year, you know, okay, you saw glimpses and they got off to a rough start. But you start, you got the, you got to go to um, overseas, got to go to Italy, Spain. You had an extra, you had a jump start. You should be ahead not behind where you were, especially with the talent he has. Well, and like last week, we one of the things we asked, you know, that I asked Kamani was, I said, look, I said, even with those two guys out, with Nick Smith out, with Brazil out, this team is still more talented than the two Elite Eight teams. 
And Kamani agreed with us. And I believe that, okay? And I believe exactly what Kamani said. They got to trust Mus, and they got to trust the process, okay? Now, the little difference in the process this time is they're really struggling with consistency in shooting, okay? that That's, that's really something uh, we haven't seen in the last couple years. Um, however, this team can shoot, this team can score. I think, I think there's still some shooting and scoring in the, in this team that we haven't seen yet. Okay. I think Walsh for one can score more than what we've seen. I think, like you said, Graham can put more points up than what we've seen, but there's something else that, that, and this is where folks like Kamani and and others and just the players individually is we need to see some maturity from these guys. And we're not seeing that on the court, Clint. In that Vanderbilt game, I know you didn't get to watch much of it. Anthony Black yeah. is showing his he, – he's a wonderful player. And he's a wonderful player to watch. But he's showing some immaturity. Now, here's my – here's this is just Travis, okay? Yes, sir. This is Travis. This is this is bigger T guessing. But I think it's a somewhat educated guess. I think – other teams, especially SEC teams, are picking at Anthony Black. If you notice, he gets hit in the face a lot. He has those braces. You remember the LSU, the video came out, the LSU player slapping him on the face as he went by him? Did you see that? I saw that video. Yes. Okay. I think, you know, in that Vanderbilt game, guys were going up for rebounds and they were putting their hands in his face. When he was driving in, their hands were about face level every time. I think teams are going after his face. And I think he's going back at them by talking trash at them. And I think he's getting caught up in the trash talk. And I think that's taking him out of his game. And I think he needs to get past that. Now, I'm not okay in what they're doing to him. No. If they're doing what I think they're doing. They may not be. But that's just me kind of watching from TV, okay? I'm not there at the games. I don't see it, but I think there's enough highlights. And if you watch, if you watch when he drives in to gets fouled, there's always a hand or an arm near his face. And there's a lot of times where he's getting hit in his face, man. And I think those guys are trying to bust his lip because he's got those those uh um braces braces, those metal braces in his mouth. You know, what do you think? You think I'm crazy? No, I don't I don't think you're crazy. I mean, it's a I, I'm worried about this team not being able to get it back. Yeah. Because, I mean they're they're because you're because you're the majority of your team, the hardest all of your teams underclassmen, they're freshmen. 
Um, the most of us said the best value was in high school recruiting, and that's why he was. And he got three McDonald's All Americans. Um, it just you, there, there's like Anthony Black's had a phenomenal year, but he's also shown freshman ignorance. Um, Jordan Walsh, you know, for example, he just hasn't. He he hasn't shot. He hasn't. He hasn't looked like what we thought coming in. Yeah, uh, and but you got to think it's, it's either going to, it's, it's going to click you hope, but they're still young. And that's what they all, we all said about this team. There's going to be moments where they're just going to be frustrating to watch because so now these teams all have talent. Now you're in the sec, you're in conference play. Yeah. You're not just going to blow these teams away with pure athleticism. Yeah. And you're, you know, good like your Hofstra's and, UNC Asheville's and those guys, you're going to just out athlete them. Yeah. That's what you're going to do. You've got to know you've got to play basketball better than these guys. Yeah. It's like I was talking to, I was talking to Mark Howard, guy that hooked us up with uh, Coach Dave Jordan. Anywhere he said, he goes, it's called pitching, not throwing. And I said, as soon as I heard that come out of his mouth, I'm like, he has said that so many times. Yeah. You know, it's time you've got to outplay these guys. You're not yeah. going to be able to outplay them. You know, you're going to show that you're a better basketball player than the guy. Um, you know, there's six top ESPN top 150 recruits on that bench. Yeah. There's yeah. uh, six of them. There's six. You, you, you've got to do better than what they're doing. And, I, and hopefully they get there. Hopefully they get there. I can't imagine anyone in that locker room is having fun right now. It's probably not a fun place to be. Well, sometimes all it takes is for just something to turn it. Something just to to turn it around, something just to click with them. And that's what we got to hope for, that, that something will click, something will turn them, and uh, and we'll see some great basketball from them. And, you know, we've seen, you know, they are entertaining to watch. and. And uh, you know they're they're playing hard. They really are. You can't you can't say they're not giving effort. You can't say that they're not, you know, playing hard and and, and striving for greatness. Um, I think they're going to keep doing that. But um, this is where we as fans, you know, we can we can stay behind them, you know, and um, and be with them, you know, and. Hey man, hey, speaking of, you know, we didn't say it on our holy snikes, but how about the uh Darius Miles from Alabama? Oh boy. Yeah, yes, it could be worse. He admitted to providing the gun. Yeah. The guy killed a girl with, and they were saying on drive time, and this this is I so I don't want to say anything that, you know, I mean this is just what Rick Schaefer was saying. He had read that. Um, that the the guy shot her because the girl wouldn't talk to him or something. It just yikes. Yeah, it's not a reason to kill. It. I mean, there's not a reason to kill anybody unless That's they're coming. A sad, out. sad situation. It, it is. It is just. It is. And it's sad for a kid with that much ability to, you know, throw it down the drain for. Something like that. Now, speaking 
on the good side of holy shnikes. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to go back to the the playoffs, but you go ahead. Well, uh, Lady Razorbacks. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was that, and I've watched it. It is. It, the entire sequence was what ten seconds with no timeouts. Yeah, and just two ridiculous shots. You hadn't seen it, Lady Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt was down by three. They run down, throw up about a what a twenty eight footer or something like that. Yeah, it was from well off, out off the backboard. Goes in. Just a few seconds left. Arkansas has no timeouts. The game is tied. Daniels for Arkansas comes back down the other end, throws up about a thirty-something footer, goes off the glass, scores, win by three at yeah. the buzzer. Now hers was closer to half court. It really was. Yeah, it was. It was over thirty feet. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely the deeper of the two shots, but it was unbelievable play. Yeah. Now, did you watch any NFL this weekend? Uh, just a little bit, bits and pieces here and there, nothing. You know, I watch probably more than I normally do. I know we don't talk a lot of NFL on here, but I was watching, there's one game that really struck me because I was watching the quarterbacks in the game. Cause I think anymore, we're just an instant gratification society. Yeah. We want to be gratified instantly. So they draft these kids. And they're kids. They're 22, 23 years old. Somebody's going to da- uh, draft Stetson Bennett, and he's 48 years old. Yeah. He's going to be the oldest quarterback in the NFL. He's older than yeah. Tom. Yeah. I don't know if that math checks out. But anyway, I'm watching, I'm watching the San Francisco game. San Francisco plays Seattle. Yeah. And here it is, Brock Purdy, literally the last pick in the draft. Yeah. You would almost rather you would almost rather not get drafted yeah. than Mr. Irrelevant, because then you're locked into one team. You can kind of pick and choose who you sign, your agent go, well, you know, I don't know if you're, you know. And so so he goes in and he's not even a situation where like like uh, Tom Brady, where Tom Brady gets hurt, or not Tom Brady, where Drew Brees gets hurt and then Tom Brady just takes over. Like, you know, Tom Brady apparently had to win the number two job in camp, but that's neither yeah. here nor Um, But now you got this guy, Trey Lance gets hurt. They traded the farm to get Trey Lance. Yeah. Trey Lance gets hurt. And, okay. Trey. So they got Jimmy Garoppolo to been the starter forever. Garoppolo gets hurt, and everybody's like, you know, they should trade for this guy or, you know. They were suggesting all these trades. They should just yeah. Baker Mayfield, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, no, we're, they went with Brock Purdy. And I don't see how he's not the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers next year. Um, just, man, because he, he the guy's balling out. He yeah. is just balling. I mean, he, he is – they're not – they're not winning – because in spite of him, and he's not game managing, he is beating other teams. But on the other coin, you had Geno Smith. Yeah. Who who got drafted like at the beginning of the second round by the um by the Jets, pulled around, 
man, he was balling out. And, and I know how good San Francisco's defense is. I mean, San Francisco has got the probably the best defense in the NFL. And seeing how good he's become. Yeah. Because he was in the same boat as, uh, you know, kind of at the beginning of the year. We're like, like, um, you know, they don't want, you know, okay, Seattle's not really going to stick with Geno Smith. They're going to sign Baker Mayfield. Maybe they'll sign Matt Ryan. They're definitely not going to go. They're like, no, we're good with Geno Smith. He's a Pro Bowl guy. Yeah. You know, so it was, that was, to me, that was a fun story to watch. I mean, then I watched another, then the game later on was Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence, who are two number one overall picks. Like, yeah. they're supposed to be there. Like, yeah, these two guys are supposed to be here. Uh, yeah, that, that San Francisco team, man, has just got talent. The thing is with San Francisco, they got talent up and down that roster. Like, they got talented guys in every position. And so that's why it doesn't matter who you plug in at that quarterback. First of all, you got Shanahan, who's a good coach, who doesn't just run a system. He runs he runs whatever's going to help his quarterback do well. Yeah. And he, you know, I mean, they have great running backs. They have great receivers. You know, I mean, they, I mean not great, but they have, you know, really good receivers. They have. You know, they just they just have a good team. And so yeah, you're right. Those were some great stories. Brock Brock Purdy and and uh I mean all those quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, you know, going to Waffle House after he wins. Uh man, I tell you what, if you're not a Trevor Lawrence fan now, you can't be. That's can't. right. That's right. You're- Makes a big comeback win, then goes to Waffle House and and all that. So it's uh yeah, man, it's you know NFL is exciting right now, and uh, we'll see what happens with the playoffs as they continue. Yeah. Uh, now the thing is, I watched a couple of them games on Peacock. Yeah. On the on the on the Peacock app. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now Peacock's on in NBC or the the one in the same. Yeah. I kept seeing a commercial. Okay. Over and over. They're remaking Night Court. Like they're rebooting Night Court. Now, I, me and you have been best friends since sixth grade. We go that far back since sixth grade. Yeah. And I remember vividly your favorite show was. Night Court. Night Court. Like, your favorite show has been Night Court as long as Wesley Rollins had facial hair. That's right. <laughs> I love Until now. But go, tell me your thoughts on this reboot, this remake of Night Court. I loved Harry and Bull and 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 Dan and, and Christine. Because, well, Christine especially. Uh, but the whole cast, okay. For some reason, I love that show. I don't, I don't know why, but I always, I thought it was just a wonderful show. And it was on NBC, so I, I got NBC, so I could watch it. So it was one that I could watch it on a regular basis, since I didn't have cable. But you had said something about this, okay? So I yeah. went 
and just looked up a preview. That's all I've done. That's all I've looked up on it. Okay. And from the preview, I learned that it, they're not remaking it. It is a, the judge is Harry's daughter, the, the original judge's daughter. And they're bringing Dan back, Dan Fielding, the the sleazy uh, uh, def uh, defense attorney. They're bringing him back, okay, and and then um, and then they have just some other characters, kind of playing the the rest of the characters or whatever, I guess. Uh, so it's they're kind of doing it. Um, I guess sort of like in the mode of Cobra Kai or you know something like that. There is a continuation. Of yeah. It. So, so here's my thinking: it's going to be hard to carry it with just uh, who's the guy that played Dan? Um, John Larroquette. John Larroquette. He's a great actor. Uh, he was great. You know, he did some other sitcoms after that, but never was able to carry them like that. And and he, to me, uh, the guy that played Harry, I forget his name, but they played off each other so well that, and and Harry sort of was the, he was the Andy Griffith of the bunch, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep for this. Okay, so I'm not, you know, I'm. I'm no, this is a big part of my heart. So, um, so to me, whoever's playing his daughter, she better be very good for this to make it. And I don't, I don't think it's gonna make it. Make no, it. I don't. And, and I don't think you can't. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna. You know, it's how often can you reach back to the original? And I saw, I looked it up on IMDb today because I was like, we had this conversation. And I was like, man, I, I wanted to kind of look it up. And like, they, it seems like they've only made five episodes. So I, I don't think they have high hopes for it either. Um, Has it started streaming yet at all? No, I think it, it's premiering soon. Oh, okay. But, but it's one of them deals like, okay, they could go back and they could bring, how often you can bring the old guys back or they come back. It's like dad gum, John Larroquette is 75 years old. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh my God. I mean, like he said, you no, know, he looks phenomenal for 75. Yeah. He really does. And I'm uh, sure he's funny in it. I'm sure he'll be, I bet he'll be the best part. Yeah. I'll watch some of it just to see how he does just because his character was so funny. He was so sleazy and but the thing was, like with Cobra Kai, they brought back the main guys, like the, the ones that were alive. They brought them back. You know, they brought back Daniel. They brought back, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny. Johnny. They brought him I and they, they brought back everybody they could and then added some new people you grew to like with them into it. That's what made that work, okay? Along with just some incredible writing. Right. You don't get that incredible writing on every show. There's a reason the Saved by the Bell 
reboot didn't work. Because, you know, if you talk to Ralph Macchio, he said, man, I got approached by so many spinoffs. Yeah. So many of this, so many of that, you know, that they want to do. This was the only one. Yeah. one worth it. And when I first, when I messaged you, was like, okay, you know, we should do a, things that have ruined our childhood segment. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Because I, I say I suggested it, Mount the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Things. Like, no, let's not put a list on it. But there, there's been plenty of things that yeah. have happened that has that that we've we've experienced. That just takes a great memory from your childhood, and just takes it out back and just just destroys it. The Transformer movies. Ah. Yeah. That was a big one for me. I love the Transformers. I love the Transformers cartoons. I love the Transformer cartoon movies from back in the day. I still have those on DVD. Uh, but when they, you know, I was so excited when Michael Bay was making, you know, I was like, okay, Shia LaBeouf, whatever. Uh, Shia LaBeouf's character. I like Shia LaBeouf. I'm, you know, I like him in a lot of movies he does. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcons, one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, Honey Boy, I thought was a really good movie with Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I loved him, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I think Shia LaBeouf's good, but his character in those Transformer movies is so annoying; it takes away from the whole movie. I think um, the human character, the human boy character in the Transformer movies, was always secondary to the huge robot transformers. Okay. And that's not what they did when they did those movies. They, they tried to make it around. They tried to make it around the human stuff. And, and that to me, it ruined it. Now, and then some of my favorite toys, they didn't even have them. They, they brought in some of the newer ones and, and stuff like that. Like, now, in some of the later ones, they, they've thrown in some stuff. They brought in Starscream. They brought in uh, uh, Soundwave, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But he's different. Anyway. Well, I mean, you know, you can't really have a walking boombox now. I mean, what would you have? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, I mean, there's not, I mean, you don't, everybody listens to music on their phone now. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, what I mean, what you can have him like as like some of the the little like the like the, the tapes. beats, so, like having him some beats, yeah, yeah, like the AirPod, AirPods, little AirPods, like, like it's just you have little AirPods in your pocket, you pull them out, is my favorite, my favorite, you know, Shockwave had those uh those little tapes, yeah, and then he would throw them out. One of them was like a like a a uh, a bird, and then one of them was a like a panther, and they've had those in some of them, in some of them, but they they didn't really connect them right. But then my favorite was you remember Rumble? I don't remember Rumble. Rumble was just a little one that he'd throw out there, and he would go down there and start like uh, earthquakes. He had like little arms that were just like just flat. Deals he got rumble and he just like start earthquakes or whatever. Yeah, I can see him being like a 
like an AirPod. They just throw out there. You know something else that ruined my childhood? What's that? The movie Showgirls. Ruined. Yeah. I mean, you can't go back and see Jessica Spano as Jessica Spano after seeing the movie show. It's, just, it's ruined it. You, you watch the reruns, you're like, it's a girl from Showgirls. Like, it just... Well, you know, I've told you before, um, I had a friend in college that he had a theory to the whole cause of the downfall of all those characters. Well, do tell. Okay. This is straight from my buddy Steve Davis. Okay. Okay. Uh, Steve's a good guy. And Steve and I were both big Saved by the Bell fans. But we were also big... uh, (laughs) We were big Days of Our Lives fans, okay, and and big wrestling fans. So, like, we would get together to watch Saved by the Bell, wrestling, and Days of Our Lives in my room, okay? And so, we're watching Days of Our Lives. So, there was this guy, Austin, on Days of Our Lives. He was always a good guy. Right. Well, Steve hated him for some reason. And I thought, why don't you why do you hate this guy? I mean, he's a good guy. Like he's always been a good guy. He said, Don't you know he used to be on Days on Saved by the Bell? I said, Yeah, he played uh he came in as the manager of the Max for a while. He said, Yeah. He said he's the one who broke up Kelly and Zach. I said, Oh, you're right. I said, so you're mad at him on Days of Our Lives about that? He said, heck yeah, I am. He said, because of him, Kelly becomes a floozy on 90210. She did. He becomes a stripper on Showgirls. Lisa's a stripper on Independence Day. She's standing on the roof or whatever. That girl, I think, and I think on that one, uh, the other stripper on that one is a girl from the college years, by the way. Oh, wow. On that. Okay. Deep dive. The, um, then uh, Zach played a rapist in some made for TV movie. Okay. Screech. We all know his wife went really weird and right. he ended up dying at an early age. Just a sad thing. Okay. All that stuff happened. All because Austin broke up Zach and Kelly. Woo! Uh, you know what? It checks out. It does. It checks out. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. Uh, Just a few things that ruined her childhood. Yes, yeah, yeah. Michael Bay, this crappy remade of Night Court. That's right. Movie showgirls and Austin from Days of Our Lives. That's right. Austin, you Austin from Days of Our Lives. Well, folks, uh, look, we, you know, sorry I was cantankerous tonight. Um, I was very, I, spicy. I don't know, I was this just is, cantankerous. Yeah, we'll call, call this spicy tea episode. Spicy tea episode right here. I was a little fired up, but uh, thanks for listening. As always, thanks for listening and watching. Like and share. Don't forget our friends at Hometown Roofing. Uh, don't forget to uh, like us, uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
uh, rate us on everything else you can rate us on. Follow us on social media, all that good stuff. Uh, we love hearing back from you. We still got some T-shirts for sale if you want a T-shirt. All that good stuff. Clint, you got anything you want to say? Hi, everybody. See y'all. Be good. Or be good at it. Or be good at it. And uh, y'all have a great week. And God bless. Sweat. What? Pick me up right on time, listen. Uh, 